Hello, Emo Lit family. This is the Storm and Poet coming to you live and direct. All my people who follow my Root of All Love page knows what the term Emo Lit means. If not, I encourage you to check out my website, rootofalllove.com, where you can find all my levels of love tips podcast. I would encourage you to check that out. You can get some real good information about how to navigate the world of relationships as it pertains to racism and both a, both racism and a culture of misogyny. But anyways, I hope everybody's doing okay out there tonight or whatever time of day it is. Um, I'm coming to you at nighttime. It's probably about, ooh, it's about 10 o'clock right now. It's cold as heck here where I live. I hope wherever you're at during this winter season, you're staying warm. And I just wanted to come to everybody tonight, as I normally do on my level Levels of Love Tips uh, podcast. Just wanted to share some information with everybody, something that's been on my mind recently. Um, and I get a lot of emails asking about this uh, particular topic. A lot of men particularly, and this, is, this podcast is more for my men than women. But women, y'all can listen to and definitely um, get some constructive information for it as... Um, from it as to how to navigate the relationship world but what a lot of people have been messaging me about um, recently and over the years uh, a lot of dudes specifically is how to talk to women how to talk to the ladies how to have a conversation that leads to you whether it you know be getting the number or, or continuing the conversation to hopefully get to help know her better a lot of men ask me that. A lot of men um, ask me, you know, what do you say on the first date? What's what's uh, what's what's the conversation supposed to look look like on the first date? What are we supposed to talk about? Things like that. And also, you know, once you do the first date, uh, where do you go from there, conversation-wise? You know, because after the first date, y'all typically tell a great deal of information about each other, and it's just like, well, what do we talk about beyond? what was discussed with those real basic kind of screening questions that you talk about on the first day. And I want to go over that today. Um, And I want to give some tips uh, that I've compiled that I've learned all throughout my history of dating. And um, basically what I've learned as far as what to talk about, what not to talk about uh, when you have interactions with women, whether it's your first time meeting them, etc. Now, what are the um, ways you interact with women as far as, like, the ones you have romantic interest in? Um, What are the ways that you, you know, talk to women? Like, what situations are there where you talk to women as far as, like, romantic relationships goes? So, um, you know, why do, well, first of all, let's go over. Why do dudes have a hard time speaking? Because from what I've seen, it's a very widespread issue. I've dealt with it too. Uh, I've been there, fellas. Uh, you know, whether it's a girl you're trying to approach, or you know, you're, you're having the first date. You know, we've all been at a loss for words. You know, what do you say? What are you supposed to say? What's you know, what do you not say to not make it awkward? What do you say to get her um, to vibe with you? To really attract her? What kind of stuff are you ta- uh, like? Why don't we know these things? Like, what's what's the reason why so many men struggle with this? A lot of men, and 
go up to a lady or they see someone they're attracted to or they've been seeing somebody they're attracted to as far as like they've been interacting with them or in the same places with them and they just have been kind of scared to step to them because they don't want to say the wrong thing. They don't really have nothing to say other than, hey, I want I want your phone number. So why is that? Well, in the society that we live in, and the first reason I'm going to give to why things are like that, the, the very first reason is we live in a society where um, basically men have their whole entire manhood riding on if this woman chooses to interact with them further or not. And the reason for that is because we kind of been groomed to think that way. And when we, when we typically watch movies, more specifically like action movies, any kind of movie really, you know, let's say it's an action movie, uh, eventually the, the, the superhero has to fall in love with somebody. It can't just be a movie by itself, right? They got to fall in love or something like that. And the hero, uh, whoever, the protagonist, and whatever kind of movie would be James Bond. James Bond's especially guilty of this. But the hero always has has the right things to say to the lady he wants. It's, it's, it's always the right thing to say. He always says the savvy thing, the um, most witty thing or whatever. And he always gets the girl he wants because of, because of it. Now... Basically, we're we we're, we're, we're trained to kind of think what we by what we see. It's it's inevitable. If you watch something long enough, you listen to something long enough, you're gonna start acting it out. That's scientifically been proven. So, and I won't get into the agenda behind that. You have to listen to my other podcasts and read my whole body of material, and I break all that down as far as. What kind of state the white supremacists, the ones with real power, have in all this? But the thing is, basically, we've been trained to to think that if you don't say all the right things and get the girl, you're not a real man because a real man is what's been portrayed in these movies that you watch. James Bond is a real man. You know, Aquaman is a real man. Uh, Spider Man is a real man. Just very, he's real. Uh, fantastical fantasy superhero movies and and, and uh, movies where the dude is larger than life. They always know what to say. Vin Diesel and um, you know Fast and the Furious. That's another kind of image of what we've been given as quote unquote manliness. And it's just simply not true. That's not what comprises a real man at all. But the thing is, we kind of go into situations where we're approaching the woman that we want with this in the back of our head if I don't say the right thing I'm not man enough she re- if she rejects me there's obviously some kind of deficiency deficiency excuse me deficiency I'm messing up over here <laughs> deficiency in me is a man and that's just not truth and I went over this on uh, one of my other podcasts how to approach a woman just because she rejects you doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you she could reject you for 101 million things it could be she's not feeling well she could have been just lost a family member you don't know you know she might be dealing with baby daddy issues you just don't know that's why you can't take that stuff personally just keep it pushing um this kind of ties into what i just went over uh, basically a fear of rejection you know 
we as men, we think back to what all the rejection that we've had, and we kind of carry that over into the next situation, don't we? You know, if we got turned down and embarrassed, you know, we tried to holler at somebody at wherever, and she kind of turned you down in public, kind of, kind of gave you the cold shoulder. We kind of, you know, we internalize that and we take that into the next situation, and we'd be like, well, you know, I'm probably gonna fail in this situation too. I felt the last time. I'm probably gonna fail again too. Or this time, I'm probably gonna fail again, and you know that kind of just puts this really um, unneeded pressure on you. You can't even be yourself because you're so worried about being rejected, and you can't do that, fellas. Uh, but unfortunately, we kind of live in a society that kind of fosters that. You know, if you get rejected, I remember. You know, if you get rejected, you're less than a man. I remember that last time you get rejected. That's why I'm saying it kind of ties into the last one. You're not a real man, and you're just going to live as a reject the rest of your entire life. We kind of start internalizing that kind of thinking, living in a society. And the last thing um, why dudes have a hard time is, is basically a lack of knowledge. There's a meme floating around cyberspace world, and it was, it was, it was, a, it was a comment that the homie Austin Carway, real talented dude locally, he gets a bunch of writers together, he's always doing community stuff, I pop my collar to this brother, and uh, he's a writer himself, gorgeous writer man, organizes a bunch of community stuff, and um, I, I made a post one time talking about why men don't really read, and Austin broke that thing down, and he, he, he said something to the effect, and I'm gonna share this on my Facebook page when I get a chance. If you don't, if you ain't following me on Facebook, and at facebook.com forward slash stormy poetry eighty five. I'm gonna post this on there. And he broke down in this meme. He said, "Men are taught not to read because we're taught really not to think. We're not really taught to practice common sense and critical thinking." Deep analysis, empathy. We're just taught to work, work, work. You got to make money for the family. You got to bring in money for the bills. You got to pay the bills. You can't ever slack up. You just got to work, work, work. No matter what it takes, you got to make money. You got to make money. You got to make money. You got to pick something before you know what, who you really are. That happened to me. You know, luckily I came across a, a career counselor in college that taught me how to be a social worker. But I kind of... I kind of like when I was young, I said, oh, that, that sounds cool. Save the world. So I went to go try to be a social worker, and she taught me right up on that. And then I became a college dropout. So I got to shout out to whoever that was. I forget her name. But I wouldn't be doing the beautiful work I'm doing had it not been for her. But I, I, I was afforded the privilege of going and, and finding myself. About being a college dropout, I kind of you know, started thinking, what do I want to do? I started saying, why don't I just self-educate? I can read books. I can go to the library and get books free. I got Google. Let me just try to learn some stuff on my own. Let me try to figure out the truth of what's really going on. And I was able to gain a knowledge base because of that. But to go back to the brother's meme, he was saying men are kind of taught not to read. We're, we're taught that that's a feminine thing to read. It's a feminine. There's something chicks do in a bubble bath with a, you know, with a with some candles lit. 
you know, a man, it's, it's not proper for a, a man to read. You know, he's supposed to be out here working and grinding. If you read, you wasting time. You know, don't spend money on books. Go spend money on video games and sneakers and rap music and all the kind of stuff you own. And he broke that down. He said, you know, it's, it's a product of toxic masculinity. Well, you know, it's almost like intellect and reason and logic. Oh, that's girly stuff. That's emotions and feelings. That's what girls deal with. And the brother was right. That's why I had to make it into a meme and quote him on it. Because that was, that was some deep stuff right there. But how does this all tie into lack of knowledge? When you don't have really a knowledge base, and you, you don't have really worldly experiences, and I'll go over this more uh, later on in the podcast. I mean, basically, the less you have to talk about, you're, you're, there's a deficiency in your knowledge, your knowledge bank. You don't really have anything else to talk about other than, hey, when can I get to know you? When can we hook up? And women are not going to go for that. Women, women want a man who is, who, who is worldly, who is cultured, who has life skills to bring to the table. Women want to know about that in a man. Not, you know, I can take you here, I can take you here, I can spend this money on you. Women aren't really interested in that like that. That's not a come up for them. You got to be a jewel of knowledge and, and leadership. And you got to bring tangibles to the table. So that's kind of why men have these, these, really don't have the conversation skills to approach women nowadays. And that's why men, a lot of men struggle with that. That's why most men, I would say, boldly say struggle with that. Now, moving right along here, what are the types of, of situations where you converse with women? Now, there's three situations. There's the first time interaction. Let's say you're at a, you know, a bookstore or a coffee shop or you know, you're at the park or wherever. Wherever you hang out at and you see somebody who you're attracted to or you... You know, you happen to strike up a conversation with somebody you're vibing with or that's, that's, has, that's giving off some real positive energy. That's the first time interaction. The second time uh, you interact with somebody goes beyond that. It goes on the first date. That's when you meet up for the first time. You've been texting, you've been calling or whatever. You've, you've been trying to set that up. You've been interacting up until that point. That's the first date. It's the, the second time that you interact with the woman, it's the second place of interaction, that type of situation. The third type, all interactions after the first date. Now, what that refers to is y'all been on a date already and kind of gotten to know each other somewhat. It's kind of the first date, as I'll go over later on, is basically the screening process. It doesn't really mean much. The second date is what matters. Second and third date are, are the are the game changers. Now. Let's get right into it, shall we? How to improve conversation with the ladies. Now, let me break each one of these situational interactions down. Now, the first time interactions, um, here's a good way to, or effective way to, to converse with the lady that you have interest in. The first suggestion, the first tip is using what's around you to create conversation. Now, what do I mean by that? So let's say I'm gonna use I'm gonna use uh, Starbucks as an example. Let's say you're at a Starbucks or something like that. Any coffee shop, you can put you know 
use this penny place that serves coffee, caffeine. But let's say you were you're at a coffee shop and you know there's somebody in line, or whether they're behind you or in front of you. Let's say you know you see that they're cute, you see that they're attractive, and everything like that, and you, you're kind of feeling them. Now the thing is, women can smell disingenuity at the drop of a hat. They can smell that from a mile away. If you're being disingenuous, they can smell that. So, if you know, if you, and as I say this, as I give this tip, let's say, let's say um, a woman has like a backpack on or some, something, anything. It could be, be a nice, it could be a fly purse, fly pair of shoes, you know, some, a fly blouse she has on, anything that's, that is appealing to you. Let's say, um, now, the correct way to strike up a conversation would be like, just start off with a compliment. But the thing is, you got to be really feeling or really um, appreciative of of something on her. You know, don't compliment this, this woman's hair if you're not really feeling this woman's hair. Because if you're lying, they know you're lying. They can kind of, they can smell that liar, that lying on you. And plus, women don't like laziness. That's just kind of a real lazy thing to say is, oh, I like your hair when you really don't. Compliment something on her that's very unique. If she has like a, some tattoos or something like that, you know, a tattoo or an article of jewelry. Hey, I really like that necklace you have on. It's very, it brings out the color in your eyes. You got to mean it. Don't just make something up. But... That's a way to use what's in the scenery or what's in the environment to strike up a conversation. Hey, I really like that color of your hair. How did? How in the world did you get your hair like that? You know, where did you get those? Where did you get that outfit from? What brand is that? That's that's real nice on you. Just genuine conversations. Hey, man, I really like um, I like your freckles, man. You have really cute freckles. I just wanted to say that. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. And, and make sure that your comments are always, you know, if you're going to get a, give a compliment to start up a conversation, make sure they're always tasteful. Don't be on some, hey, girl, you got a big ass type stuff. Or, hey, them titties is on point. Don't say no flagrantly foul stuff like that. That's not cool. That's bad form. Don't do it. And you're never, ever going to be successful in that regard unless she's just a total skankazoid. But that's not the end of but basically using what's around you. You don't even have to do the compliment route or saying something that's on her. Let's say you at the Starbucks or whatever and you know, you know, um, let's say y'all ordering drinks and, and uh, she orders her drink and you say, hey, you know, um, how is that drink? Just starting up a conversation. You know, what, what, do, you rec- do, what do you recommend? Or even before that, even before she orders the drink, what do you recommend here? I don't come to the Starbucks very often. Oh, well, I like to get this, this, and this. Okay, why do you like that? Oh, because this, this is... Well, typically, and this is this is how you continue the conversation, fellas. Well, typically, I get this kind of coffee. Um, this, I like it because of this. It's, it's, it has an earthy flavor to it. It's got that little cinnamon popping off in there. I'm a big fan of that. Um, it keeps me awake. I like this. That's what's up. But I have to try yours sometime, man. That's what's up. Now, um, do you come to this location often? You could say something like, oh, okay, well, I don't come to this, con- 
this uh location very often. I'm just here to do work. However, there's a, another coffee shop across town. Their Wi-Fi is not as good. The Wi-Fi here is better. So this is why I'm working here. But if you want some real fly coffee, they got the best coffee in town. That's called using what's around you to keep the conversation going. What this does is not only not only does it not only is it giving her a chance to say what she's about because women want to know that you want to hear what's on their minds what it's also doing is saying hey i'm observant i'm gonna i'm observant i'm paying attention i'm aware i'm not just coming to you on some i want to have sex type stuff i'm a i, I want to learn about you i'm observant of you i like your style i like your i like the way you put it together that's 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 a compliment to that woman. That's a compliment to her taste. It's giving her opportunity to know to for you to get to know her better and then vice versa. But also it's showing you're observant dude. You're not just aloof. Women like that. That's that's showing assertiveness. Let that soak in. And let me say that one more time. That's showing assertiveness. Women want an assertive respectfully assertive not disrespectfully assertive there's two totally different things but women want a respectfully assertive do my next talking point is uh <laughs> didn't mean to word it like that but talking their ear off isn't necessary fellas and this is real important because i see this all the time and on my place of employment i'm walking up and down the hallways i see fellas trying to put their bid in with with women and they're just talking their ear off going on and on and on and the woman clearly is like if you ask for my phone number, i'm gonna give it to you right now you can see it in their face like if this dude don't stop talking and ask for my phone number already everyone's time is valuable including women's just like your time is valuable fellas my time is extremely valuable i don't have time to waste on nothing me doing the line of work that i do but you have to respect a woman's time. If a woman's giving you, if a woman's being cooperative and she's engaging in conversation with you and all that, you don't need to be like, well, I don't, I still don't quite know yet. You can tell if she's, if she is, if she's, if she is um, asking questions back, if she's entertaining your company, she's, she ain't walked off yet and went and did, well, I gotta go. If she's taking time out of her day to look you in the eye and really have a, a conversation with you, I mean, understand it for what it is and ask or ask for the number, or better yet, give her your number. Say, hey, you know, um, I would like to continue this conversation. It doesn't take an hour to convince a woman to get your number or to give you, or for her to give you hers. She just wants you to be respectful. And that's when you got to learn how to wrap it up. You know, if it's going beyond 30 minutes. Now, unless y'all just really getting into it. I mean, I understand that. That's in the past, you know, in the past, I've, I've, I've approached women and we just we just happened to hit it off for 30, 20 minutes. You know, it just it happened to happen that way. But you should be a man of, you should be a man who is so busy that you don't have time to sit there and talk for half an hour. What's that though? What that kind of says to her is you ain't got nothing else going really going on. You ain't got nothing else better to do but sitting here sit up here and try to talk to me and get my number? What does that say about you? 
you should be that busy. So what you say to her is, hey, look, I'm really enjoying where our conversation is going. Let me continue that conversation about the coffee earlier. I, I, you know, I, I really would like to get to know this area better. Do you stay here? Okay, no, I, all right. Well, in any case, man, I, I would really like to get to know you better. You seem like a cool person. I don't really know a lot of people out here. Even if you do, hey, I'm trying to get to know some new people. You seem like a really cool female who I can have a really mature and respectful conversation with, with. And I would like to have the respectful exchange of ideas. Is there any way I can get in contact with you? And you keep it pushing. Hey, I'm busy right now, but um, let me program my number into your phone and hit me up at this particular time, at this particular day. We can keep this conversation going. You be real concise with it like that. That shows the woman that you know what you want and that you're about business. You ain't got time to be lollygagging. Women want that. Plus, it leaves a certain mystery to you. If you're just telling your whole life story, well, when I was five years old, I moved over to this side of town. I grew up here and I did this. And I went to this school and I got picked on and bullied, by the way. When I was when I was six years old, I got picked on and bullied. I had to then move to another school where I got picked on and bullied again. And I have real self-esteem issues with that and I kind of worked my way up out of that and had an abusive father and he didn't make it any better he was alcoholic um, you know my mom left him when we were this age so I had to move again and she met my stepdad he was extra abusive it's just like okay come on with it player <laughs> keep it who has time to hear that and and, and that's kind of disrespectful I, I gotta kind of um Side with the ladies on that one. Don't don't disrespect a woman's time like that. You could th- there's time for that later. You know, once you get on the first date or wherever afterwards, but you don't do that on the first time meeting. You say, hey, let's let's set up a some. That's showing respect to her time. Hey, I know we're both busy right now. Let's set up a time later. We can discuss this. That's how you do that. Now moving right along here have to do not talk their ear off and I gotta stress that uh, do not approach a woman on some pickup lines nonsense I want to call it something else but I'm gonna keep it tasteful on this podcast never approach with pickup lines or canned responses women can sense that from a mile away you're not fooling nobody you're not slick you're not getting over on them women have evolved to smell when someone's being disingenuous you gotta keep it I'll put it like this women can respect awkwardness let's say you're an awkward dude you don't really know how to come at women like that you always say some real weird stuff or you just just kind of kind of nervous women can respect nervousness women can respect that what women can't respect is you being disingenuous as long as you're genuine and you're being who you really are you're approaching them and you're saying, look, I'm, I might be nervous and sweating on my palms and got sweat stains on my armpits. But look, I'm, I'm a genuine dude. I'm coming to you correct. I have the at least I have the guts to step to you and start a conversation with you. Women can pop their collar to that and respect that. And the last thing I'll say is, is for the first time interactions is get into question mode and I kind of went over that I'm not going to beat a dead horse but just basically ask questions and ask genuine questions you know asking a woman do you live around here is a genuine question hey I need to know if you live around here so you can hit me to some some fly spots 
And I know if, I need to know if you live around here to find out if you don't live in Waco. You know, because I'm not about to be driving back and forth to no Waco like that, and you ain't trying to do that either. Hey, I need to know if you live around here because you know, I'm trying to learn the region better. I want to I want to get to know the region better, what kind of people are around here, and how the people get down with the customs. I, I'm trying to learn about the area. I'm trying to become more cultured. That's a legit question to have. You get into question mode. Start trying to figure out their background. You start trying to figure out what they're about. And um, one thing I'll add to that—I didn't put this in my notes—but one thing I will add to that is if the questions that you answer, kind of try to find a way to answer those same questions about yourself. You see, because what this does is it establishes trust with the woman because it, it kind of shows that you're just not asking a bunch of random questions, being nosy. If you're willing to reveal certain things about yourself, that's what makes her trustworthy of you to a certain degree. If you're willing to reveal those same, that same information that you're asking her, saying, hey, I'm not trying to be nosy and figure out a bunch of stuff about you. I'm willing to answer those same questions. I'm willing to be equal with you in that regard. Now, moving on to first date conversations. A lot, a lot of dudes ask me about this. By the way, if you want to email me uh, any questions, I have a broad knowledge base on a ton of different topics. I have a lot of answers to a lot of questions. I can answer you about health and wellness. I can answer you questions, answer questions about systematic uh, white supremacy, relationships, uh, all that. I'm, a, I'm just a wealth of knowledge. Uh, all those years of reading all those books and being a nerd are paying off right now. So feel free to ask me anything. I'm glad to answer anything, and I'll get back pretty quickly. Um, email me at tsp at thestormypoet.com. Again, that's tsp, which stands for the Stormy Poet. tsp at thestormypoet.com. I'll be glad to answer any questions if you're trying to inquire about any um business happenings going on with me or ways we can interact or ways you know stuff I got going on in the community feel free to reach out to me I'll be glad to respond back to that but anyways back to the topic at hand first date conversation a lot of men ask me about this specifically women too but primarily men what do I talk about on the first date that's the question I get this girl I really like went out I don't know if I asked the right questions on the first date Well, I'm about to give you some tips for that, and um, hopefully it'll answer any, clear up any of those questions that you may have. Now, some tips for having good conversation on the first date. The first tip is paying attention to what her interests are. Now, leading up into the first date, there's typically an exchange of text or a phone call. I like to keep things simple. I, I like to tell fellas if you're going if you're gonna do a phone call before for the first date, you need to you need to set up a date at least within a week, a week and a half after first meeting her. And let me tell you why. Uh, not to be disrespectful to the ladies, but, but tell my fellas, I'm just gonna be straight up 100 percent honest with you. Women get bored real fast. When you first meet a woman, you know, like I talked about earlier, 
And let's say you are successful in getting a number or giving her yours. I recommend giving her yours. But let's say you are successful in that regard. You got about a week, a week and a half, the longest window to set a date up. Now, to set that date up, you can either, you know, from the from what my past experiences, I've either I've either done it through text or I've just I've just called the lady up. You know, I just called her up or she called me at the time that we said we were going to talk to each other, and I and I I set the date up. You know, you kind of continue the conversation. You do exactly what you said you were going to do. That conversation that you had. And then, based off the tips I've given you earlier, you kind of continue it. And then you say, you know what? I would like to meet up with you on a more personal setting. You know, wherever at. Um, I try to do things at the, at the crib the first day. I, I suggest, rather, to do things at the crib the first time. But... Not, uh, not a lot of women are comfortable with that. I respect that. I'm just saying, you know, you know, and then go back to my old podcast. There's a way to go about asking for that. You have to. There's a way that you do it in a respectful way that makes the woman feel comfortable. It's your job, fellas, to sell it. So, anyways, on the first on the first date, um, y'all should have been talking already. Y'all should have been talking either by phone or by text. And if you're asking her, and what you should be, if you're really getting to know her, and you're saying, you know, what are your, what are your, in, what are your interests? Um, what, and, and not not even just the general, not even the interaction beforehand, but let's say you're on the date. What the either or, um, if you're asking what our interests are, and you're trying to really get to know her. Pay attention to that. If she says if she says she's allergic to something, she says she's allergic to shellfish. Do not take her to no damn Red Lobster on the first date. <laughs> if she says she's interested in becoming a doctor or something like that, um, pay attention to that and say, okay, what what field are you trying to get into? Like, what field of study? Like, what what got you into that? What led you to that that point in your life? If she's trying to be you know, a therapist say, what, what, okay, what, what led you to, to become passionate about that? You see, these are deep and meaningful questions. These are not some, this is not small talk. You want to avoid small talk as much as possible. Try not to be talking about the weather. Now, it's not a sin to talk about the weather, but if you live here in Texas and you're going to tell somebody on the first day, man, it sure is hot outside. Okay, it's Texas. No, no. No S, Sherlock. It is. It's always hot here in Texas in the summertime. That's nothing new. So paying attention to what our interests are, that actually will give you cues on what kind of questions to ask, or that'll give you cues on what you can say that relates to that. Like, like you might be interested in the same thing. You could say, okay, well, you're interested in this. So am I. We, we kind of share that common interest. And here's why I'm passionate about it. Here's the things I like about it. That forms a connection. You know, conversation, and I've said this time and time again, connection is all about how thorough a dude's conversation is. And the woman too, but we're talking to the fellas tonight. Now, um, another place that promotes good conversation between you and her, which promotes the vibe is picking a place you're familiar with this is when this is when 
you being cool with just being by yourself comes into play. This is when it comes to your advantage because before I started dating, before I got into a relationship, I went all around the city of Fort Worth. Man, Fort Worth is a robust city. It's got a bunch of cool hot spots. You got art galleries, you got music clubs, you got some dope restaurants, you got historical art uh, uh, um, monuments and stuff like that. You got all kinds of just cool landmarks. There's the Trinity River. The city's real cool to get around. It's real easy to get around. You got some cool sports bars. Yo, Fort Worth is all that in a bag of chips, man. I would just go and walk around. I, I used to do for amateur photography back in the day. I go around and shoot stuff. It's just some real cool spots. But the thing is, I was cool with being by myself, and I learned about a bunch of cool spots. I learned about a real, uh, you know, some real fly spots to go and hang out at. And I became a regular, or excuse me, a regular at a lot of those spots. I can't talk tonight. I became a regular at a lot of those spots. People got to know me. I got to know people. It was on some cheers type stuff. Everybody knows your name. <laughs> I'm being silly. But the thing is, you establish a rapport with the people there. You establish, like, you know, like why you like those spots, what's special about them. You can share that on your first date with your lady, the lady that you with. They might have some some dope lasagna there that nobody knows about you can say hey man this place got some real good lasagna when you're on the first date you can elaborate on that place you can say i've been going here for years and you know the waiter comes up to you hey it's good to see you again i see you got a lady with you and then that makes you look like a somebody women like that 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 means you're sociable that means you're getting out that means you're cool with being by yourself that means you don't need her Women like a man who doesn't need them. But even though they don't need them, they're choosing to spend time with them. That's very attractive. That's very sexy. And you can elaborate on that place. And it, and it makes you look very scholarly also. It makes you look like you know a thing or two and that's your culture. And the last thing I'll get into is about first, you know, as far as first date conversation is knowing how to see the humor in everything. Women love to laugh humor is very 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 important nobody no woman wants no dude with a, with a lump of coal stuck up their butt that's just toxic that's just a toxic energy to be around he, don't, he can't ever lighten up can't ever crack a joke everything's super serious like, like for instance like me you know, people who know me, they know what I talk about. They know what I write about. I write about rights. I write about white supremacy. I'm very outspoken against racial non-injustice. And I'm, I'm very adamant about that. I, I speak about it consistently. And it, but the people who know me also know I'm a very lighthearted dude. I don't let that consume my life. I'm a human being. I'm a individual, unique human being with my own dreams and aspirations. But I understand the system I live under, and I understand the importance of challenging that system and dismantling it. I understand that there's literally lives at stake here when I talk about that situation, but at the same time, you know, I'm me. I'm still my own person. That's not all I talk about. I still have things that are very individual to me. 
and I'm very lighthearted. If you know me, you know I like some goofy stuff like <laughs> yo, if you don't know who I like if you don't know me personally, go check out this go check out this genre of humor called YouTube poop and that will let you know how damn childish I am. I'm petty as all get out. But at the same time, I'm a professional. I know when it's time to get serious. But I got a sense of humor. And whether that be your job, and whether that be, you know, what you what you advocate for as far as like what, you, what you're an advocate for, what, you, what you're uh, an activist for, or whatever, whatever kind of cause you believe in, whatever kind of job you work, you can't can't ever use you can't ever lose your sense of humor and you can't take things too seriously and plus and let me give you the example let's say we're at a restaurant you're on the first day you're at a restaurant and you ordered a drink you and the lady are hitting it off and you accidentally you know you turn to go get your little um hors d'oeuvres <laughs> and, and you didn't you forgot you put your wine glass then you, you you uh knock your wine glass all over your seat, spills on your pants. You're just looking like an extra kind of dumbass. And I'm speaking from experience. I done spilled stuff on myself and on the floor. And you know, back in the days, I used to get so embarrassed by that. I was just like, oh my gosh, the date's over. This is ruined. She's not gonna be interested anymore. You know, and I'm I'm trying to wipe it up and clean it up, and you know the, the whole restaurant's looking. You're just extra embarrassed with it, and you know you're apologizing to the lady, and and you know why when stuff like that used to happen. And I'm, not, I'm just using this in, as an example. Other stuff's happened, but I'm just like I'm so sorry. I feel like such an idiot, and the woman's like, "Yo, it's okay. It's all it's all right." And for some reason, dudes, we just can't believe them, can we? No, it's not okay. She's just saying that to make me feel better. This sucks. The date's over, and <laughs> I was watching. Don't y'all make fun of me. I, I watch some TV. I don't watch a lot of TV. I, I watch probably on average about 30 minutes of TV a day, and I get local stations. I don't have cable, and I don't watch Netflix, and I don't watch it. I've seen stuff on Netflix, yes, but I really don't watch TV or net. I don't have internet to support Netflix. I'm a very, very humble caveman type dude. I don't have a lot of technological stuff in my advantage, but that's neither here nor there. But the thing is, I was watching this episode of Home Improvement. And um, I think the, the daughter, the daughter, excuse me, the son's name was Randy. He was out on a date and something similar happened to him. And he had like spilled something on his, on his, spilled some drink on the woman. No, he spilled it on the woman. He spilled the water on the woman. And he was just making a dork of himself and you know Wilson happened to be there the, the, the neighbor that's always giving advice and the neighbor said to him you know he gave him some advice like just be who you are she's she's on the date with you because of who you are you know you don't have to be perfect you just got to be you yourself man you know if she's feeling you you can screw up from time to time it's okay you just got to learn to make light of it and what this shows the woman is how you react to being under pressure and for what I remember from the episode the, the waiter was being a jerk and after after that you know after Wilson gave him the talk he kind of checked the waiter like yo I came to this place because I heard you had excellent service but right now I feel like I'm not being respected right now 
and you're ruining the experience with me and her. And the waiter kind of had to apologize, like, yo, I'm not my bad. You know, it's whatever. And and the woman was, was like, the, the girl that, you know, the, the, the son was with, like, yo, I like the way you took charge of that situation. So let's say you spilled the drink, something, or did something real embarrassing like that. You say, you know what? You turn that into a positive. You say, you turn that into some humor. You say, you know what? Um, the reason I spilled this drink is because I was so captivated and distracted by your beauty that I didn't realize what I was doing. I wasn't paying attention. I'm the victim here. <laughs> How can you expect me not to spill my drink when you're over there looking that fly and that gorgeous on a night like tonight? Or you could say something just real quirky like, you know what, man? Aren't you glad you're marrying such a genius? Or No, not marrying, excuse me. Aren't you glad you're going to be with such a... I mean, if you want to get bold with it, but... <laughs> Aren't you glad you're you're on a date with such a genius? You can you get to be with all this. I'm over here. I'm I'm over here just doing such genius smart stuff. Aren't you glad you get to be with a dude like me? You just gotta brush that off. I don't care if it's big wine stains on your crotch. You brush that off. You don't make a big deal of it. You just keep being fly as, as you can be, and just keep making it about selling yourself, not about your clothes, not about being you know uncomfortable or being embarrassed you just say look I don't care if I spill the whole entire grape soda in my lap right I don't care I'm I'm my interest is in you I'm not scared of nothing and I rock that big grape stain on my crotch because I don't care what none of these people think I'm like I'm here for you what they think is irrelevant it's me and you right now not only that I'm gonna make you laugh off that Women can respect, like I said earlier, women can respect awkwardness and you messing up because that takes the pressure off them because society puts all kinds of pressures on women. Your hair got to look this way. You got to be this kind of height. You got to be this kind of length. You got to be this skinny. You have to not have, you got to have this kind of ass. Women, uh, women have all kinds of societal pressures to deal with. So if you can take the pressure off them for just a second, I mean, that's kind of a turn on. And and not only that, you're showing them how you deal with pressure. Laughing it off. Oh, man, this this dude, this dude's going to lead my family one day and lead me and be the leader of the household and the the guider and the protector. Then I need need to know how he deals with pressure situations. So you just brush that off and say, I don't care about none of that. I'm here to appeal to you. This is about me and you. Yeah, I screwed up. What, What of it? I'm still, I'm still all that in the bag of chips. <laughs> and to my last point tonight, as far as like the interactions that you'll have with women, all interactions after the first date. Um, and I'm gonna bust through these real quick because I, I don't want to waste too much of your time. But um, th- this is your chance, number one, to your opportunity to display your emotional literacy. So let's say it's after the first date. That went off great. Y'all already set the second date up. And the whole point of the first date is to set the second and the third date up. That's all it's there for. So now you want to get into more depthful um, attributes about yourself. And um, I referred to the family earlier as emo lit. Now this is where we're getting into that emotional literacy. 
woman's looking at this point after the first day to see how emotionally literate you are with yourself. Do you really know yourself? And this is why, fellas, I advise against getting in any kind of romantic relationships, relationships until you really found yourself. You know, what do you want to do for the rest of your life as a career? Um, you know, what really are your pet peeves? What are your values? What are your passions? Um, you know, where do you see yourself in five years? Things like that. You know, like how do you handle pressure? These are things you should be figuring out before you get in a relationship. There's a book written by Barbara DeAngelis. And it was Secrets About Men Every Woman Should Know. Check that book out. And I could be misquoting it because there's a book for the fellows and there's a book for the women that she wrote. I have, I have both of those books. Very, very well-written books. She breaks the game down on how women see the world, how men, think, how men see the world. It's real deep. And my thing to the fellas is you should know yourself in and out before you get in a relationship. And you do you do that, and I always go back to this, reading books. Read, read, read books. Read books about relationships before getting into one. We get in a relationship a lot of the time without knowing nothing about them. And that's, that's, we've already failed before we've already begun. And the way that you, uh, the way that you build your emotional literacy, like me, I'm very emotionally literate. I, I sit and ask myself, are you sad? Are you tired? Are you afraid are you scared or are you um you know how you feeling right now because you because you want some nonsense right now i gotta check myself fellas you gotta learn how to check your emotions and this is your chance to display to the woman how emotionally literate you are like you know y'all talking and she says you know how have you handled rejection in the past you know not that a woman will ever ask you that, I don't know, but let's say that question, just as an example, a question like that comes up, well, you know, I've learned this, this, and this, and I've learned that it's not personal. You know, that, that doesn't attract anything away from me and my value as a man, you know, it is what it is. I respect, I respect, I learned how to respect, I used to trip off that, but now I've learned that um, that's not the, the best way to go about that. And I've gained a deeper a deeper respect for women based off my past experiences. That shows maturity, which women really want to see is maturity. You know, if you lost your job or something, how, how would you handle that? If you had, you know, sudden health problems pop off, how would you handle that? Women want to see that, you know, women... You know, find a way to incorporate that into the conversation afterwards. <laughs> Please forgive me, y'all. I'm, I'm, my allergies is tripping right now. It's that magical time of year where my allergies just are kicking my butt. So please excuse the sniffling. I'm going through it. But anyways, the second, the second thing, uh, the second way to com- to successfully conversate with a woman. And all interactions after the first date is this is your opportunity to narrate to her where you're headed in life. This is your opportunity to talk about that. This is your opportunity to let her know what you're about and where you're headed. Because women are more concerned, not so much where you're at, women are more concerned where you're going. 
that's real talk. If men, if you understand nothing else from this podcast, understand that women see potential. And you have to show them why that potential that they see is valid. So yes, you you're you the potential you see is is legit. It's not a fluke. Wanna know how it's not a fluke? Okay, here's where I'm this is what I'm working on right now. See, the first date is not to really talk about all your achievements and all that stuff and what you're working on. Your first date is kind of the screening process. The second date, this is where you start really showing her what you're what kind of what kind of what kind of uh, man you are and where you're going. What kind of grit that you have. Now, me personally, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to get my own thing started up. I want this to be self-sufficient. I don't want to have to go work for nobody else anymore. And if that means me being in some little tiny efficiency apartment, as long as I got good food to eat, that's not making me sick, and water to drink that's clean, and a roof over my head, I'm fine with that. I don't need nothing else. And if if I, my tooth hurt, I can go pay to get the tooth removed. I don't need nothing else. But I'm trying to get this thing popping off now. Me doing my own thing and, and doing my own books and doing my own podcasts and doing the, you know, the articles and the essays and all the artwork and the poetry and all the commentary I do on social media and all that stuff. The thing is, me going down this journey has taught me a lot. It's made me very worldly. It's made me very knowledgeable on a lot of different topics because I had to learn how to build a website I had to learn how to do XYZ I had to learn how to survive I had to learn how to compete I had to learn how to fight I had to learn how to get connections going I had to learn about technology I had to learn how to to become a more effective writer okay this built up grit this built up a kind of battle hardened spirit I had to learn how to I had to learn history I had to learn how to challenge white supremacy all that And in order to get this thing popping off, and like I really want, I have to learn, you know, okay, what, what, I had to, to gain a vision. What do I really see myself long term? And see, when you are able to convey that to a woman, you're able to articulate that, which is, this is, this is getting into, this is getting into real deep, meaningful, impactful conversation. This is what makes a woman be loyal to you. When you start getting into that, women by nature want to women by nature want to be a part of solutions. They want to see how they can help you be successful as a man. They start looking they start looking for ways on how they can be useful. So a woman in her head is putting together how she fits into all that. You understand what I'm saying to you right now, fellas? In her head, she's already planning. She's that. This is why this is important to her. She's already trying to figure out. Okay, like, how can I be useful as to what you got going on? Like, where can I get in where I fit in? That's a very, very kind of constructive conversation to get into on the interactions after the first day. Feel me on that. That's real talk. 
Now, um, the third thing I want to get into, this is your opportunity to figure out vice versa. If this is a woman who ain't got nothing going on, has nothing to bring to the table, she's just on some real vague type stuff, has no clear path of where she's going. Okay, you know, how can you know how to compliment her and where, she, where she's headed? What you got going on? I'll keep that one real brief and short because it's really just vice versa. This is your opportunity. And let me say this. When you when you're effective when you're trying to learn how to when you're effectively conversating with a woman, conversing with a woman, when you're effectively having communication with her, that's that's gonna further strengthen your connection with each other. It's not all about what you have to say. Sometimes it's about what the woman has to say and letting her talk and get that out. Sometimes it's being a good listener. Have you ever heard, you know, you see this in TV and stuff like that where, you know, the woman character is like, he's such a good listener and I like the way he listens. That's important to women too. Sometimes the most effective way to converse, uh, or to, I keep saying conversate, I don't even think that's a word. But the, <laughs> Sometimes the most successful way to communicate is by not saying anything. It's by being quiet and observing and listening. That's sometimes what women want you to do is study them. There's a meme floating around Facebook talking about um, what real passion is. And I alluded to the fact that real passion involves studying your partner from top to bottom and learning and learning which ways to compliment them. That's real passion. It has nothing to, well it does have to do with the bedroom. But it, it doesn't just have to do with the bedroom. Passion is outside of the bedroom. That's how you make love outside of having sex. And my last point that I'll make before I get up out of here is this is your chance to fill in on what you've learned on past relationships and or what you plan on putting into and getting out of a, of a romantic relationship. Now, women don't want a perfect dude. Let me say that again. Women don't want a perfect dude. They don't. You don't need to be perfect. You don't need to have perfect teeth. You don't need to have you know, perfect suit on. You don't need to have a perfect car. Women don't care about that. They just don't. What women are more interested in is... What have you learned from your mistakes? So this is your opportunity. If you're looking for conversation, you know, and she asks you questions, and y'all, it comes to that point just naturally. Just say, hey, look, you know, I used to do this X, Y, Z. Let me tell you something, fellas. The reason I'm up here doing this podcast is because I've made mistakes. And I want women to know the mistakes that we make. And I want women to know the games that we play. And I want you to know the games that you're playing and the mistakes that you're going to make. And I want you to say, okay, you know, let's learn from that. Let's stop playing the games. Let's be genuine. Let's let's not try to get over on females. And let's just be genuine. You shouldn't have to be deceptive to get what you want. Regardless of what you want from, from a lady. Deception's never an option. But the thing is, the reason I'm so knowledgeable in relationships is because I've... I've Taken the lessons, extracted the lessons from my own mistakes, from the own games I used to play. That's what makes you. That's what makes you mature. That's what helps make you emotionally literate. That's what helps you grow and evolve. Women like hearing what you've learned from your 
shortcomings. That's what it's all about. They love hearing how you've learned and how you've adapted. That represents somebody who can who can evolve, who can adapt to their situations and get more wise and savvy. Women love wisdom and savviness and know-how. And a dude who knows what he's doing, that's that's what they want. A dude that's going to give them direction. That's the kind of conversation a woman wants to engage in. Not no superficial nonsense and you know, you asking them some silly stuff like how many men have you been with? No, man, if any if you want to ask anything, you can, you know, turn it around on that. Okay, what have you learned from your past relationships? Then they can turn and ask you. That's constructive conversation. Anyways, I'm going to get on up out of here. To everybody who tuned in today, thank you for listening. I hope I was able to give you some constructive tips. If you have any questions, anything like that, feel free to email me at tsp at stormypoet.com. Also, check out thestormypoet.com. That's where my poetry is at, my free poetry, um, stuff that's featured in my books, uh, articles I've written on a variety of different topics. I would love to hear your feedback. Follow me on uh, Instagram. I'm at instagram.com slash the stormy poet i'm on facebook at facebook.com slash stormy poetry 85 you hit me up on there i'm on medium you're on there i'm on goodreads i'm on soundcloud you can just search my name on all these um sites and i'll pop up i look forward to interact um interacting with all of you um, thank you for tuning in tonight. I really appreciate it. Um, wherever time of day it is for you. And I look forward to bringing you more levels of love tips in the future. And I want all of you to have a positive and productive day wherever you are. Send positive vibes your way. Signing off to my Emo Lit family. Peace. Thank you. <laughs>